what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. There can be no real church growth of God until there is a revelation of the Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary's cross, given to proper leadership. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 7, 2 Samuel chapter 7, move down if you will to verse 8, now therefore so shalt thou say unto my servant David, thus saith the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep coat from following the sheep, to be a ruler over my people, over Israel. And I was with thee whithersoever thou wentest, and have cut off all thine enemies out of thy sight, and have made thee a great name, like unto the name of great men that are in the earth. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them, and they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them any more as before time. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies, also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee a house. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels. And I will establish his kingdom, and he shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, on this great revelation that was given to David. Back in the 1950s, astronomers said that there was somewhere around 46 trillion stars in all of the known universe. Now, for those of you who don't know your math to that extent, that is 40 with 21 zeros behind it. Since the invention of the Hubble telescope, they have found many more, and they're learning more and more all the time. So that number is probably doubled or tripled that now. Those stars just did not happen. God created them. And in Psalm 147 and verse 4, the Bible says that God made those stars, and He called each one by name. 
And they tell us that Webster's Unabridged Dictionary has somewhere around 500,000 names in it. And it's a pretty thick book, about two, three, uh, three inches thick. And if you were to take the name of each one of those stars that God has created and put it in Webster's Unabridged Dictionary there would be 80 quadrillion books. And again, for those of you who don't know your math to that extent, that'll be 80 with 15 zeros behind it. I said all that to say this. We serve a big God. We serve a mighty God. I was looking at a documentary over television some time ago, and they were talking about the building blocks of life. And they were talking about one strand of human DNA. One strand of human DNA that could sit on top of a pinhead. It contains all the information about you. What makes you tick? What makes you you? And again, they're learning more and more all the time. And all the knowledge that they now have as it pertains to DNA, if they were to write it out on a page and stack it up page on top of page, it would reach taller than this building is right now. You think of that. God has put all of that in your DNA that is small enough to sit on a pinhead. God is awesome. God is great. God is eternal. He has always existed. God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. God is everywhere at one time, omnipresent. And God is omniscient. He is all-knowing. He knows all things past, present, and future. We're talking about God. The one who spoke the worlds into existence. A mighty God, an awesome God. Who in this room, who listening by radio today, can fully understand and comprehend God? John said that no man has seen or comprehended God at any time. It is beyond our ability to comprehend and understand in this flesh. But despite our lack of understanding, God has still chosen to reveal Himself to us. And he has done it through and by his son, Jesus Christ. The disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, show us the Father. He said, when you've seen me, you have seen the Father. This subject of God is of such magnitude. God had to reveal himself a little bit at the time. Matter of fact, in Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 10, he said, precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. 
Friend, I don't care how much you know, how much you think you know about God. Until you know God as your Redeemer and Savior, you know nothing. You can know all there is to know about rocks and not know the solid rock. You can know all there is to know about stars but not know the bright and the morning star. The Lord Jesus Christ. And in this of which I've just read to you today in 2 Samuel chapter 7. It is the greatest revelation of God given to a human being up to that particular time. There were revelations given before this. Matter of fact, right after the fall in the Garden of Eden, God pointed to a Redeemer. Genesis 3 and verse 15, dealing with the seed of the woman bruising the head of the serpent. But that revelation of a Redeemer coming was broad because Adam and Eve were our original parents and from them would come the entirety of the human race. So actually it could be anybody in the world who could be our Redeemer. Matter of fact, Eve thought that Cain would be the Redeemer. But it didn't take her long to find out that it wasn't Cain, because Cain killed his brother Abel. But be that as it may, a Redeemer was coming. And God revealed a little bit more to Abraham. When he called Abraham out of Ur the Chaldees, Genesis chapter 12, he said, I will make of you a great nation, and out of you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But how would God use this Redeemer to save mankind? He would also reveal that to Abraham when he told Abraham to take your only son, your only son Isaac, and offer him up on a mountain of which I will show thee all. He took Isaac up on that mountain strapped him to an altar, had the knife in his hand, and was about to plunge that knife into his chest. And a voice from heaven said, Stay thine hand. And he turned and looked and saw a ram caught in the thicket. And and Abraham had a shouting hallelujah Pentecostal time. Glory to God. God will provide. And in that, Abraham learned that the Redeemer of mankind would not only come through this nation of people that God would make him of, but that Redeemer would have to die as a sacrifice for all of mankind. It was to Abraham's grandson Jacob that God would reveal it's through the tribe of Judah that the Redeemer of mankind would come and then this of which I've just read to you today and you notice the progression precept upon precept line upon line here a little there a little a redeemer is coming from someone in the world Adam and Eve the redeemer is coming from a nation Abraham the redeemer is coming from a tribe the tribe of Judah 
And now he narrows it down to a family, David's family. What an honor. What a privilege for such a revelation to be given to someone. The Savior of mankind will come through your family. This revelation came to King David as he sat in his house. I can't help but feel and sense the presence of God when I read that. Because it had been a long time in coming since God sent Samuel, the prophet, to Bethlehem to a little shepherd boy named David and anointed him to be the future king of Israel. And through many dangers, toils, and snares, now David is the king. And Satan would use Saul to try to kill David. But now, what God promised was a reality. Let me tell you something. God has promised us many things in His Word. And Satan is going to do everything he can to try to stop those promises that God has made to you. But if you will keep the faith, glory to God, I said if you will keep the faith, what God has promised you, it will ultimately come to pass. Glory to God. David, he's sitting in his house. And he thought about the ark of God, how it sat in curtains, the tabernacle. It had to be that way because for years Israel was moving and wandering about the desert. And the tabernacle had to be of such to where it could be broken down. And then they would move to another place and then the priest would set the tabernacle back up again and the people could worship God. If you could have had the honor and the privilege to be able to see the tabernacle of old, to be honest with you, on the outside it did not look like very much. It was just a bunch of badger skins draped over a wooden frame. But oh, if you could have just gone inside. Glory to God. You would have seen the furnishings made of gold. And Christianity is the same way. When you look at it on the outside, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't look like much. Oh, but when you get inside, when you taste and see that the Lord, He is good, then you know what I'm talking about. Then you know why I get excited this morning. Because the presence of God comes into your heart and life. He changes you down on the inside. I serve a risen Savior. I serve Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Who loved me enough to die on an old rugged cross. If I was the only one in the world who had ever sinned, He still would have come into this world and died just for me. When you look at the cross... Make it personal. He did that just for you. 
And here's the tabernacle dwelling in curtains. David had a desire for God. He wanted to build something more substantial for the ark of God. He wanted to build a temple, something more permanent, something that would be worthy to demonstrate and illustrate God. And he shared his feelings with Nathan the prophet. And Nathan the prophet said, Do whatever is in your heart to do. I want to ask this question of you today. What is it that God has placed in your heart to do? And what efforts are you putting forth to do it? And the Bible says that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan the prophet. 2 Samuel 7 verse 4. And the word of the Lord came unto Nathan saying, Go and tell my servant David, thus saith the Lord. Let me tell you this. There can be no building project. There can be no real church growth. And before I go further with that, let me say this. There are a lot of things that churches are implementing and doing today to try to grow the church. There are things that preachers are doing to try to grow the church. Growing the church is God's business. He grows the church. He adds to the church such as is needed. But there can be no building project. There can be no real church growth of God. Until there is a revelation of the Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary's cross, given to proper leadership. What do I mean by that? If you're going to a church and that preacher is not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, if that preacher is not preaching the cross of Jesus Christ as the answer to the ills of mankind, you need to leave. Now, this revelation was given to David. Let's look at it. 2 Samuel 7, verse 8. He said, I took you from the sheep coat, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, Israel. It speaks of humility. God can only save, use, and reveal things to those who are humble. You need to humble yourself before God and realize who you are. You are a sinner worthy of hell. And you bow yourself at the feet of the world's Redeemer and you beg God to forgive you of your sins and you invite Jesus Christ into your heart. And God has promised that He will save your soul. I took you from the sheep coats. If you will, look at verse 9. When you humble yourself before God and you truly mean it, then you can feel the presence of God. 
He said, I was with you whithersoever thou wentest. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Hebrews 13 and verse 5. Let your conversation or your lifestyle. Let your lifestyle be without covetousness. In other words, let your lifestyle be without wanting this and wanting that. Let your lifestyle be without having to go to the store on Thanksgiving Day to get some early bird special. He that has an ear, let him hear. Good grace and mercy, I can't even sit down at the table and finish eating without somebody wanting to get up and go to the store on Thanksgiving so they can buy something to put under a Christmas tree. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you put more money under that Christmas tree than you do in that offering plate in a year's time, you need to repent. Let your lifestyle be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he says, I will never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. When you've got God, my friend, you've got everything. Glory to God. When you've got God, when you've got Jesus down on the inside, there's a peace that passes all understanding. You've got everything. God's got a place for you. If you'll look there in verse 10, 2 Samuel 7, verse 10. He said, I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. If you'll look there in the latter part of verse 11, also the Lord telleth he that he will make thee a house. All of this pertains to the land that God had prepared for Israel, but it reaches into the spiritual realm. It has to do with that place that God has prepared for you and I. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself. He said there in verse 11, 2 Samuel 7 verse 11, I have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can give you true peace and rest in your soul. Jesus said, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I wonder today how many, under the sound of my voice, are truly resting in what Jesus did for them at Calvary's cross. Are you truly resting in what Jesus did, or are you trying to perform some work, some function to try to gain something from God? We just simply rest in what Jesus has already done. And then the great revelation, 2 Samuel 7 verse 12, he said, when thy days be fulfilled and thou shalt Sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish his throne of his kingdom forever. Verse 16, if you'll look down at that. 
and thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. All of this which God gave to David, his presence, a place, peace, and rest, and many, many other things that I've haven't had time to get into this morning. God is now showing him the way in which he could have all of this. It's through and by the Redeemer, David, that's going to come through your family. And as a result of that, Jesus Christ, you and I today, can have His presence. You and I today can have a place that God has prepared just for you. And we can have peace. And we can have rest. And let me say this, just as David, God would use His family to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ, you also have that same privilege to bring forth Christ to others. The great revelation that was given to David is also given to you and I today. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252 299 4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you to contact us or to contribute to this ministry go to establishedinthefaith.com click on the donate tab it's easy and all donations are safe and secure through paypal you can also mail us at established in the faith p.o box 601 bailey north carolina 27807 we look forward to hearing from you I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 